welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hey everyone, I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. And today's guest is a longtime person that I've known on Twitter for a long time, but finally see in person, even though we're virtual. <laughs> anyway, our guest is uh, Lucia Savage. She's chair of the Academy Health Committee on Advocacy and Public Policy. And for her day job, she's the chief privacy and regulatory officer at Omada Health. Welcome, Lucia. Thank you for having me, John. I'm so excited to be here. I'm just excited that you're real because we've tweeted together for so long that it's kind of fun to actually be here. Twitter is definitely the place where there's some really rich uh, health IT policy community having a very respectful dialogue with each other. So yeah, bring it on. I know. And that, I mean, that's what people don't understand is that interaction that happens. You know, there's, there's this other side of Twitter that we won't discuss today, but anyway, but we don't need to talk right. social media here. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I so, come up, you never know. Yeah, it may. Well, let's, let, let's dive in here. Uh, for those that don't know you that, you know, that haven't followed you on Twitter yet and should, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and also your work with Academy Health and also the Health Data Palooza Conference. Sure. Um, well, just a little bit of background about myself. I've been practicing law a very long time. In fact, when I started practicing law, there were no smartphones, there were no computers, and there was no HIPAA. It actually wasn't even a statute yet. And wow. so I really cut my milk teeth on that law as it developed. And as the science and um, structure in which digital health is maturing became a thing. And mm -hmm. so that is, once I sort of saw the power of what you could do with the data, and this was early days, just like measuring HEDIS, uh breast cancer screening rates from claims data, like early days, yep. I, was really, I was really taken with the ability of this um, data processing and science to really help us understand what works and what doesn't work to like find a bad pattern and break it or to find a good pattern and amplify it. But of course you have to do that while you're respecting the personal dignitary interests of the people from whom we get that data. So privacy is kind of grounded in this idea of dignitary interests. And so that's that's really where I've taken my career very intentionally into how do we learn more now that we have more data and the data is richer, but how do we do that in a way that people can trust the processes, people aren't gonna be harmed by the information, et cetera. Yeah. Absolutely. And how about Health Data Palooza? Talk about your, your work there and the evolution of that conference. Sure. You know, I wasn't around in the early days. The earliest days of Health Data Palooza were like a little brain trust confab between members of the National Health Service and members of the uh, first term of Obama administration health, health officials. If you want the true history, you've got to go back to like the Todd Parks and Anish Chopra's yep. of the world. Uh -huh. um, but it really grew in, into a, a place that, uh, because it's centered in Washington and because it's not glitzy, it's really a place for accessible dialogue. You know, mm -hmm. it's one of those places where ordinary people um, and patients, we have a long history of patient um, scholarships, can come and interact with people who are listening so that they can make policy or explaining policies that they've made. I'll never forget last year, which is our first year live after COVID, we had the administrator of the EPA come uh -huh. and uh, do a plenary. And it was so fascinating, the conversation about health data 
healthcare and environmental change that even the photographer put his camera down and listened. <laughs> Amazing. And you won't find that at any other conference. You know, there's the showroom floor is different. It's just different. And it's also quirky and kind of fun because of it has this background in, uh, you know, a bunch of wonky people trying to share ideas. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the interesting part. There's so many data conferences out there and health IT conferences out there. We, we list them at Healthcare IT Today and, right. and they just keep seem to keep popping up more and more, which is, you know, I'm not sure how that you know, is sustainable, but you know, talk more about what can someone expect at the health, you know, Data Palooza conferences. Is, is it access to government officials? Is it access to data resources? Is it education? It's interesting the patient angle you talked about. Yeah. What would a patient expect if they went there? You know, talk about some of those things. Sure. What are the sessions, exhibits, you know, sponsors, et cetera? You know, talk about how do those all come together at the event. So a really important feature about it is it's always been sponsored by a government or in the case of Academy Health, by a nonprofit under a government contract. And that gives it a really different flavor because it's not about selling stuff. Mm -hmm. It's actually about the dialogue. It's actually about the learning. Um, the sec so that's one thing that's pretty different about it. The second thing that's pretty different about it is um, because of that platform, what you get, the dialogue can be really rich. And in fact, there can be a lot of critical dialogue, meaning people are being critical of what each other are saying in a polite and respectful way. That's mm -hmm. really different than a dialogue you might find at a conference built more around um, sponsors trying to sell things and less about fostering the dialogue. So that's one thing that you'll find really differently. Secondly, I think you'll find that um, it's trying to bring practicable, practical and measurable things to the policy realm. So for example, um, I know there was some criticism. I was following the trades after the JP Morgan conference, which just finished, you know, yep. in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. And there was definitely some um, industry observers talking about, you know, it, it can be a little bit of a fishbowl, right? <laughs> Everyone talking to each other and being really enthusiastic. But I think at Health Data Palooza, you're really going to hear people saying, wait a second, is that really true? Hmm. Did you think about this thing that you haven't thought about before? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember when I went one year that it was, you know, just as we were getting access to all the, uh, you know, Medicare data and different, you know, unleashing that and how do you do that and how do you request it? And, you know, like you said, it, it is very niche topics that, you know, quite frankly, are quite nerdy, <laughs> health ID nerd your data topics, be. but it's powerful. It can be. I think, you know, as a person who's working on the, the group of people trying to guide this year's uh, Palooza, I think there are going to be some topics there that are not niche at all. Okay. For example, equity is really taking yeah. a place that's front and center. And that's something that affects most of Americans, not yeah. most of white Americans, but most of Americans. And we'll be talking about it in a few different contexts. I'll be doing a panel on, you know, patient activation, which really depends on patients being able to use apps and smartphones and broadband and a bunch of technology things and equity. Right? Mm -hmm. When we think about patient activation, are we thinking about all people and the access they do or don't have to these tools? Are we thinking right. about texting versus broadband enabled app-based communication? Like, are we thinking about all of it? And, or is the idea that a patient can, you know, be activated and and basically disagree with their doctor or have a detailed conversation with their doctor is that something that that we white people are wrongfully thinking applies to everyone like i don't know i'm curious about that and so yeah. i 
I asked them to organize this panel. That's awesome. Yeah, but you, you, you highlighted the connection between the event and the conference and, and kind of the federal policy, the regulatory side of things. You know, as you look at, you know, as we headed to this conference, what do you think are going to be maybe the biggest issues to kind of follow this year at the conference? What are, the, what are going to be those hot topics, hot regulatory policy topics? Um, well, I know, you know, uh, the FDA administrator, Dr. Califf, is going to be a keynote speaker. Mickey Tripathi is going to be a keynote speaker. And so they will, of course, be talking about Food and Drug Administration and digital health. Um, mm -hmm. and, then they will, and then Mickey, of course, will be talking about information blocking, interoperability, yep. uh, potentially social determinants of health. So um, they will bring their portfolios with them, but they'll be bringing them to a crowd that, again, is a, a bunch of very astute observers. And so I would be watching the Q&A um, after those keynote addresses. Um, mm -hmm. Then I think there's some things that are sort of coming down the pike or that um, we'll have to see more of. There's going to be a session about digital health post-Dobbs. This has been something that a lot of people have been interested in, whether it's privacy and um, fertility tracking apps or um, electronic health records and law enforcement access to them. Those are topics that certainly I have, as a privacy expert, have talked about. My good friend, Devin McGraw, will be moderating that panel. Um, and then I think um, Data Palooza is often a place where if you pay attention to the breakout sessions, you will see what's going to be a big issue coming in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, given your background, what are some of the things you see that are, are really moving at the federal level related to health IT and, and maybe what isn't moving <laughs> like yeah. you know, that you're like, Oh, I thought this would move or, you know, should move. And maybe, you know, what are some that you, you know, you think should be moving? Um, you know, I think some that I think, I think most people who are sort of working on this on the ground every day are wishing for clearer, rules or the the final the proposed rules to come out about what the information blocking penalties will be these mm -hmm. are quite overdue yep. as a person who's advising a company and knowing what other people are trying trying to advise it's really hard to plan when you don't know how much trouble you'll get into you just know that trouble is kind of there in the background uh -huh. and we don't want we don't want penalties to be forestalled because we don't want all the people who could um facilitate uh, interoperability and uh, avoid information blocking to not do so because they don't think the penalties are real, right? That the, we mm -hmm. don't want to feel like the government's crying wolf. On the other hand, we also don't want the penalties to be so high that people just, uh, you know, put their heads in the stand, sand, sand or, or take other adverse action. So we're all mm -hmm. waiting for that to come out, both from CMS and um, the Office of the Inspector General. Yep. The other thing I think that could be... Um, you know, more accelerated is in this app enabled ecosystem that is being unleashed because of the fire standards and the way um, ONC is articulating the data standards under fire. I think there could be a lot more rapid cycle to use the Silicon Valley term agile education about handling that and what that means. Hmm. You know, there's been an incredible um, and vocal dialogue about the privacy of apps, but you don't see any federal guidance about how do you recognize a good privacy act, privacy acting app and a bad privacy acting app? How do you recognize an app that is high caliber uh, wellness advice or even 
like Omada is being used actually as a communication tool between you and a healthcare professional. Apps have different purposes, right? right. Versus something that's kind of crummy or or uh, you know not not particularly beneficial. So it's um, and that guidance could help researchers. Researchers don't understand when they look at app stores, and certainly consumers don't understand. <laughs> um, and Absolutely. so I, I would love to see more agile guidance. When I was at ONC and and my friend Devin was at at uh, OCR, we managed to push out a lot of educational material in pretty rapid cycles. So I actually know it can be done. And I would really like to see more um, kind of dialogue, uh, even even a way for you to submit a question and have them give you an answer, like within right. two minutes. Right. Yeah. So that would be that would be really great. Um, but in terms of things that um, kind of are happening, I'm very interested in some of the things the FTC is doing. You know, they have a brand hmm. new booklet out about um, assertions about health that commercial organizations make to consumers. It just came out last week. Interesting. It includes yeah. digital health apps and what hmm. they assert about their health, the caliber of the health information that they're providing. Yeah, the snake uh, oil stuff, right? Exactly. Trying to avoid that. Yep. Exactly. I haven't had a chance to dig in yet, but I did notice it came out last week and the FTC just updated. They they have done a tool with OCR and the FDA many years ago during my tenure, but they've updated it. It's a tool about, you know, where a developer can on a Q&A basis kind of figure out what regulatory buckets they need hmm. to comply with. Okay. So the mHealth digital app developer tool is out. Um, so there are things happening. Um, but it, you know, I work in a very small niche of healthcare and as, as many advocates in any domain of healthcare, you want more to help you do your everyday job. <laughs> That's such a good point. And I, the one that I would highlight for me is, is that, you know, some sort of overarching consumer privacy law, it feels like it's been bubbling for a few years. And I don't think it will happen by the time Data Palooza rolls around. But, you know, we've had HIPAA for a while, as you mentioned, yeah. you know, like, but you know, I feel like there's some consumer privacy overarching one yeah. that's going to come in. And then we're going to be like, wait, so how do we navigate both of these? Because, you know, pa we're, patients are often consumers and we'll, that, it'll apply to them. So that's the one I'm watching for. <laughs> I think that's, that's exactly right. But again, you have to think about different agencies' um, authorities. So mm -hmm. FDA doesn't have authority over privacy. Right. ONC cannot create a consumer privacy law, nor can... Right. OCR at HHS, you really have to look to Federal Trade Commission and to states. And if you are personally interested in that, you know, the International Association of Privacy Professionals does their annual conference every April in DC. And I'm sure that the FTC will be in full force talking about consumer level privacy and what can be done regulatorily versus requiring statutory um, activity and more grants of authority from Congress. It's a very complicated legal problem to solve. And I know it will be talked about at Health Data Palooza, but it also is going to take effect in other domains. Yeah. Well, you've mentioned a bunch of things at the conference, but there, is there something you're like most looking forward to? Is there a talk? Is it is it just talking with the people? Like, what, what what's your what's the top of your list for uh, what you're looking forward to at the conference? I'm definitely looking forward to the session on Dobbs because I think there's a lot of. Um, opportunity for that to be a place for people to learn. Mm. One of the things that is a, a fundamental principle of privacy, which is information should be private when its release would harm the, the patient, mm. right? And that the reproductive health information is the quintessential test case for that. Yeah. Um, we see that in the information blocking, what the eight exceptions, you know, a bunch of them are related right. to that. 
<laughs> and those eight and yes, and remember, one of those exceptions is if there's an existing state law, and there are many state laws that specially regulate reproductive health information, particularly for minors. And so there's a very complicated policy fabric there, but also it's going to be an interesting discussion about what happens next. And I think that mm. will be the focus of it. There's also going to be a keynote about medical misinformation, which oh, I think interesting. Um, also, you know. Medical misinformation, obviously we see it on social media and, and other things, but also think about how that intersects with what the FTC is probably saying in its guidance, right? Like, don't make up your science. That would be kind of fundamental, right? Don't mislead people about <laughs> what the science is behind the thing that you're doing. And let's not exacerbate an existing problem with medical misinformation. So I'm kind of looking forward to that too. And if, it's fun. You know, you see people, uh, Fred... Trotter is going to be in shorts and Birkenstocks and sure. <laughs> a suit coat. <laughs> um, not a plug for Fred, but you know, you see him in that. Yeah. So it, it'll be fun, even though it'll be February and I'm sure it'll be like cold and gray outside in DC. We'll be having fun indoors. Yeah. That, that's really interesting. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's part of the fun of a conference is you don't know what to expect. You don't know the conversation you're going to have. Uh, but, you know, there are so many important topics to be discussing. Uh, where can people go to learn more about Health Data Palooza if they're not familiar with it? Just Google uh, Health Data Palooza. It'll pop right up on your uh, on your search bar. It has a, I'm going to misquote the hashtag. So I'm going to count on you to put the right hashtag up. <laughs> um, I think it's hashtag HD Palooza. You're right. I think. <laughs> um, yeah. um, you can go, go to Academy Health's website and look at events and you'll see um, the agenda there and you can look at the things you want. And um, I definitely encourage people to look at it, especially if you're in the can get there without travel, um, day trip it or whatever. There's a lot of opportunities. There are patient scholarships available. I don't know what the deadline is for those, but people can definitely apply to get a subsidized registration. Um, and I'm a big Data Palooza fan, Data Palooza fan because, because it's fun. It's just fun. And the conversation is um, interesting. I won't say it's like, it's not so sophisticated. You can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that wonky because it's very practical, but it also is conversation about things that are going to be very meaningful in your life. Yeah, I'd say it's one of the most uh, practical conferences I see where you're talking about practical problems with the data that's available from the government, from other sources, and, and how are we using that data? So, I, you know, Lucia, I'm so glad you joined us to share about this perspectives and, and kind of what's happening with all the po policy and, and, the, and data. So thanks so much. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for healthcare IT today on your favorite podcasting application. Thanks, Lucia. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.